Sentire Media. Ciao a tutti and welcome to Venice Talks, a podcast series about Venice in Italy. My name is Monica Cesarato and I am a Venetian food and travel blogger. I'm going to put my insider knowledge at your disposal to help you discover Venice at 360 degrees. Each week I will be chatting to the people who really matter, the Venetian. So follow me on the discovery of his artisans, writers, fashion designers, artists, glassmakers, bloggers and much, much more. Come to visit Venice the right and sustainable way. You can find me on my blog www.monicacesarato.com and also on all social media. Enjoy the episode! Welcome to Venice Talks, episode number 5. Hello everybody, welcome back to Venice Talks and today my special guest is Romena Brugnarotto, tour leader and travel consultant from Venice. Hello Romena, how are you? Hi Monica, nice to sit and nice to listen to you. How are you? Oh, busy, busy, busy. So, Uh, you got to know guys that Romena, as well as being a tour leader in Venice, organizes uh, tours of various sorts and organizing also events and uh, being a travel consultant. She's also a cinema and a book appassionado. I mean, I mean, she really loves anything to do with cinema and anything to do with books. Am I right? Yes, it's true. Uh, also, I have to tell you that uh, before we had this conversation, I just finished a new book. So, <laughs> Oh, that's good. Uh, listen, put the mic- microphone a bit nearer because you keep breaking up. Okay, okay so let's talk about cinema, first of all, because uh, um, when this episode is going to be aired, it's going to be at the end of the film festival. At the moment, Bo, as we are talking, me and you, there is a Venice Film Festival. Did you manage to go and see any films? Uh, yes, for me it's a little tradition that I have to go with uh, to go to the Lido with some friends to see a movie, mm-hmm. and uh, so sun, like last Sunday we go there and we watch a movie that was pretty interesting. The name was Monica. So ah, it okay, was... no, that's it. That's it. Yeah. That's my film. And okay, I need to go and watch that. Yeah, and so we were we were happy because you see when you. In the Lido, there is the movie festival, everybody's there. So mm-hmm. there is the red carpet, uh, a lot of music, a lot of events. So it's, it's, it's nice to go there in, in that moment, even if you don't uh, choose the film that you love. Uh-huh. It's an experience. Did you get to see anybody famous? <laughs> Not at all, because it was pretty early. It was <sighs> around the six, uh, no, it was around 5.30. Okay. Normally the red carpet is around the 6.30. So there were uh, people try okay. to see someone because it was the day uh, when Penelope Cruz was there. Oh, gosh. And uh, I know you love her. She's <laughs> one of your favorite actresses. Okay. Yes, it is. Yes. Yeah. Was there a lot of people around? Yes, it was uh, full of people, and you know the 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 first weekend, uh, so Saturday mm-hmm. and Sunday, uh, is the most important moment because also on Saturday on Sunday there was also the historical regatta in Venice. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I I think that a lot of people that decided to come into the city and do both, so to do the historical mm-hmm. regatta, the movie festival, and go around also for see some of the part of the Biennale. Mm-hmm. Um. Have you got any idea who could win or not? No, I'm not following so deep the situation. Ah, <laughs> so okay. so the, the movie I saw was in a um, sort of collateral event. So it okay. was not on the primary uh, on the primary competition. Uh, okay. 
and I'm not reading so, so much about that. So I know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. Techni uh, sorry. Uh, logistically speaking, let's give some information to the people. So for next year, if I want to come, you can go and watch the movies. Not only Avellido, but you know, uh, let's uh, be honest, uh, it's not cheap sometimes to uh, to go and watch. Uh, if even, for example, if you want to go and watch a premiere, mm -hmm. okay, or it's not easy to find the tickets, okay. But you can actually watch a movie in other part of towns, right? Yes, that's correct. So normally the the the, um, I say the program is ready after the middle of August. So around mm -hmm. uh, the 20th of August, so you have the full uh, vision of what will be happen in the city. Mm -hmm. And uh, so you can buy in the Lido Island. So on the when there is the festival. So in the main hall, they cost uh, uh, around 25 this year, if I remember well. Uh, but after the day after the uh, same uh, film, the same movie are in other part of the Lido and in other part of Venice and Mestre. Uh -huh. okay. uh, and uh, for it's example, a much cheaper. Yeah, because yeah. you pay, I pay, uh, I pay 12 so okay. for, for a movie. So that could be nice. And in, in Venice, this was in the Lido. Mm -hmm. in, uh, Venice and in Mestre, you pay something around eight, eight yeah, euros. Eight, yeah. to, eight yeah. to 10 euros, yeah. yeah. But that's quite good. So it means that if somebody doesn't want to, doesn't have time to go to the Lido or doesn't fancy the crowds, but still want to have uh, a look uh, on the first films that come along there, they can do it that way. That's very good. Yes. Um, and uh, an important thing to know is that the film are in original language with mm -hmm. subtitles in the Italian and English. So even yeah. if the film comes from China, for example, yeah. uh, you can read the setup subtitles. So it's very easy to understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. That's one thing I always looked forward usually to the film festival for various reason. At least once a year, I was able to go to the cinema and watch a film in original language. Yeah, <laughs> because I know. It, unfortunately, <laughs> here in Italy, it's not that easy, or at least in, in the province of Venice, it's not an easy thing to do. No. Um, since we're talking about cinema, we decided with Romena that we're going to talk about films set in Venice. Your three picks. Your favorite ones, then? What were they? Uh, oh, it depends. So you know that in Venice, a lot of movies were filmed in the past years. I mean, since mm -hmm. the beginning when they invented the, the, that art. Yeah. Uh, well, Venice actually, I just, I don't know if you know, but you probably do know because you know everything about cinema. But I only discovered last year during um, a walk in the Judeca, but Venice had its own uh, film, big film production company, uh, as yeah. big as it was going to be as big as Cina Città, and then everything got moved over to Rome in a way. But uh, Venice was a center of filmmaking as well. I didn't know this. Yes, that's true because uh, they, I think they start when Roma, Roma was under occupancy of the Nazis and so yeah. they decided to move in the north and uh -huh. so they decided to use the Judeca island for that reason. Uh, so I say and a lot of film uh, were taken in Venice in the, in the past year so we have also a lot of tour guide that if you want, they can take you to a little tour of the district, for example, nearby the Rialto Bridge, a lot of film were taken, mm -hmm. uh, departing from The Merchant of Venice, the famous one with Al Pacino. Mm -hmm you know and uh, and then there are little production there are little movies that are taken in the same area of the Rialto bridge uh, famous or not famous one of the most famous one and recent is the is the spider-man oh yes <laughs> and, oh yes and uh, you know they pretty destroyed the city to to film uh, the, the yeah movie. allegedly yeah <laughs> yeah and it was rebuilt in an 
different way because I remember watching the film yeah. and in the part where the Rialto, I spent a good 20 minutes stopping Netflix and going back and forth and thinking, is that building there? I don't remember it. Oh my God, I never noticed it. <laughs> then I realized it was CGI. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that's was true. fun. But if you remember, there was a morning in which- Oh the, yeah. The Campo Santa Maria Formosa was pretty yes. destroyed because they were filming over there. Yeah. So part is uh, CGI's part was filmed in the city. Yeah. But you know, there are a lot of location and sometimes uh, when they, they come here oh, for- Sorry, uh, uh, Romana, yeah. one step back. When you say destroyed, as in people woke up in the morning and they found <laughs> rubble everywhere, but it was obviously all fake. Yeah. <laughs> but from Classic the picture, it, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's make this clear before people start going up oh, in arms you. and saying, oh my God, they destroyed that, it's for a film. Okay, they did it. <laughs> no, 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 that's that's not true. And uh, the, um, you know, that sometimes, yeah, as you say, you know, they, they put something in Venice that is not there, or mm -hmm. they, for example, they give a misunderstanding of, of the city itself. Mm -hmm. Remember the famous uh, Indiana Jones, uh -huh. uh, it starts with a seen in the Campo San Barnaba in Venice, the church they use it is still there. <laughs> we have the yeah, church, it's a real church. Uh, they pretend it is a library, sort of mm -hmm. library. Now, actually, it was never used like a library. It's a sort of, um, it was a church and then is a um, place where they do exhibition. Mm -hmm. uh, so they use Venice like a scenery, no? just um, a background. Yeah, yeah a background. background. Yeah. Well, listen, or... 007, the famous scene where the Canal Grande Palace was totally falling apart, you know, and everybody was coming over to see where this uh, <laughs> palace was and it doesn't exist you know so yeah yeah that's so. true and also i have to tell you that the next uh, film of tom cruise uh, the mm. mission impossible wherever i don't know the number they arrived yeah it was filmed in venice and it was filmed during the pandemic so mm -hmm. it was uh, it was yeah the city was used for for that reason venice and rome i think also mm -hmm. uh, and so uh, we will see in the probably january if you remember well of the next year there will be mm able to see on the on the movie theater so these are new films that are fairly contemporary new films um what about old films from maybe 20 30 40 years ago anyone uh, that you can recommend that people to watch before they come uh yes there is this uh, uh film that is very sweet uh that is called the pane tulipani in italian so bread mm -hmm. and tulips in i think the title in in english if you're able to find it uh, it's very, uh, I say, it's very sweet film. It talk about a lady that decided to quit the family, and mm -hmm. he ref she found herself again in the city of Venice, meeting uh, yeah the person of the city, leaving the city like a Venetian. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, where is this uh, person from? She's Italian or she's uh, foreigner? She's from from the south of Italy. Actually. Ah, okay. So the, 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 the big difference, yes. The beginning of the story is that they, they she is taking um, a trip with the family and other friends, and they forget forgotten air and in the, um, on the right um, on the autostrada on the Ot railway, uh, motorway yeah, on the motorway, motorway yeah. yeah. And so he take another bus, and the bus arrived in Venice at the end. And so he she decided to start a new life in the city, and uh -huh. for yeah for one month or two she was able to manage and meeting important nice person and living nice experience uh -huh. and uh, what other film uh, have you uh, from the old days uh, would you say 
uh, is a must. I mean, I got a couple in my head. Well, what you have in the mind? <laughs> well, first of all, well, uh, they people cannot come to Venice and not watch Don't Look Now with uh, Donald Sutherland. That's uh, true. <laughs> uh, I think uh, even now, after so many years, I never actually managed to watch the film as a whole. I always watch bits. So <laughs> I know what the story is like. I know what the film is, is like, but I never managed to watch it all together because it's always so scary. <laughs> <laughs> And, the, and every time I see the red, the little uh, dwarf, <laughs> so, so that's the end of it. So, but I think he's probably one of the, if not for, in my opinion, the best film ever filmed in Venice. In Venice. Because there, are, there is no CGI, there is no trick. It is Venice at its purest for me. And in black and white, even better. So it's, uh, I don't know, it's fantastic. And another one that I really like is Anonymous Venetian. Yeah. From the 70s or uh, 80s, I think 70s, 80s. That's uh, very, very good. Even though I did find some things that are not very good because I remember a scene where they're supposed to go from the, I think it was a Judeca where uh, the protagonist was living in what is now the exhibition, uh, you know, the um, photographic exhibition site Treocci? of uh, Treocci. Yeah. Okay. And I remember them going on a gondola, uh, sorry, on a boat ride or some sort of, maybe it was a gondola or a boat, whatever, I can't remember. And it, literally in two minutes, they were <laughs> totally on the other side of Venice at a trip on the boat takes about half an hour. <laughs> As a motorboat, so definitely yeah. takes over an hour doing it. It happens like a... in, in, in all cities when you film, the, you cut and paste in, the, in different Oh my God, the, tu yeah. the tourist, the tourist, oh my God. Yeah, it was yeah, yeah. terrible. It's when you can see... jumping from the, from the boat side of the Rialto, of the Grand Canal, so it's pretty yeah. impressive. <laughs> yeah, or if they, you can see the airport, uh, you can see Venice from the airport, uh, sorry, St. Mark's from the airport, ah, but yeah. it's impossible because you're at the back of it, so it's not... Yeah. I know it's, it's all these little things that, but at the same time, is it makes people want to come to the city. So it's uh, it's still very good. And then there is a film with Catherine Hepburn. But yeah, the inspired. famous summertime. No, the summertime. So, yeah, so many ladies to come over and find the Venetian. And we got to say, ladies, being Venetians ourselves, we wish it was so easy. It is not. <laughs> <laughs> and we live here. Trust me, we live here. Okay, another passion of yours uh, are books. Yeah. As in, uh, you are, I mean, uh, my mother is somebody that reads uh, one book every two days, and I always found she's crazy. Uh, I mean, as in, she's amazing that she can do it. But you're along the line, aren't you? Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not true. <laughs> but, one, one a week? Uh, yeah, one a week. Yes, uh, it could uh, be. Okay. Yeah, because also I, I listen a lot of book uh, on the um, on the application of the phone. Okay. So I yeah. love to do also that. So when I walk in the city, I, sometimes I'm listening some book. Yeah, but you so, because you were explaining to me that you do because you you do you do um, tours while you're waiting for clients. You maximize your time. Right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> and also taking boats and moving from one part of the of other of the city. It's it's a, it's a good experience. Okay, so what books would you recommend to the listeners to make sure they read before they come? And of course, you got to mention mine, but we talk about mine after. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. I'll leave it to you. Sorry. I was kidding. I was kidding. Go on. No, I, I love to mix the guide and the history and the contemporaries. So mm. I have some suggestion for the people that are listening to us. So first of all, uh, it depends... Uh, 
if it is your first visit in the city or the second one, or if you are repeaters that come every year, I don't know. Mm. But uh, um, you, you can have a guide for sure. But I think that a good starting for a people is also the book of Tiziano Scarpa, Venice mm -hmm. is a Fish, no? Absolutely. Because Venice is a Fish give you an idea, a general idea of the city. It doesn't guide you directly in a place, mm -hmm. but it will explain you the feeling, the atmosphere of the city. They give you some interpretation of what the Venetian they do, some interpretation of the city. So I think that for also for a first visit, but for sure for a second and third visit could be a good um, lecture to do before mm -hmm. coming in the city. And also we have to talk about the book of our friend uh, Tosofei, Alberto Tosofei. Absolutely. The books, the books yes. so many <laughs> out now, is a lost count of how many is done. And I need to ask him to come on the show as well, but so busy, but let's hope. Let's hope that uh, he, she, he can do. Yeah. Uh, oh, most of the book of Alberto Tosofei are regarding mystery and legends of Venice. So they are very interesting uh, because you can uh, see the story from another side, you know, from big events but from the little events that are part of the city and mm -hmm. that, that book you can use for going around we do also some tours about that you mm -hmm. can use for going around and watching the palaces watching the little square the campi in a different way so i suggest to to give a look to the book of alberto tosofei most of them are translated in english so yes. i think you have not um, they are on amazon i i checked yeah. so you know no problem to to find that mm -hmm. and talking also to alberto of Alberto. Uh, he just published a book about uh, Leo Save Venice. It's a, little, it's a little book for children. So mm -hmm. that would be a nice uh, present for, uh, for, a, for a children coming in, in Venice. Mm -hmm. And uh, another famous, famous book for watching Venice in a different way, for sure, is the one of Hugo Pratt, uh, The Secret of Venice of Corto Maltese. Mm -hmm. uh, this book is very famous. There are a lot of editions of, uh, of this book. Also, the drawings are very, very nice. Uh, so that could be used like a guide. So going around with the book and discovering new, new things about, uh, about the city. Mm -hmm. Um, what to say? The um, now the gondolier they have published uh, <laughs> their own book. Their, yes, yeah, I've their heard. own book. They are, they are making advertising everywhere. Yeah. So I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it yet. So your honest opinion. They don't. They're not gonna listen to the podcast. So don't worry too much about it. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. Your honest I, opinion. I don't buy the book, uh, but ah. I saw some some in the library, mm -hmm. and I think it's a good uh, guide for a first visiting. For okay, that. just mm -hmm. for a first visiting is a good guide for uh, for the city. So it could okay. be a, could be an idea. Okay. And okay. Uh, what other what other to say? If you want to um, have a different view of the city and learning something different mm -hmm. uh, one of uh, one person that we know it that is Joan Giacomin mm -hmm. published a book uh, that is the title is the little book of makeup uh, mm -hmm. of, in Venice that is another part of the history of the city because Venice has uh, thousands of um, sorry uh, <laughs> Um, a thousand of things connected yeah. with makeup uh, and history. Mm -hmm. So it could be an, and it's very little book, so it's very easy to read also. Yeah, uh, I'm, uh, I'm actually interviewing Joanne in the next, uh, ah, in the next few weeks. So yeah, yeah, she will be, yeah. I will be asking her more in details about the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so you will uh, learn mm -hmm. from, from, from her. And uh, I was telling you that uh, I was just finishing a book before.
before starting mm. our call. And uh, I have to say, it's one of the most interesting books I ever read about Venice. Okay, uh, available book, in English? Too? Yes, yes, okay, available good. in English because okay. the, the book was published first in English. Okay. Uh, and then he was, has been translated in Italian. Okay. Um, so now you can find, uh, you can find it. The title in English, the, the author is Robert Davis, the, the, okay. the, the author. And the title in English is Venice, a tourist maze. Okay. A critique of uh, the world, the most touristed city hmm. by Roberts. So why I tell you that I learn a lot of things? Because uh, it's uh, a book that mm, spoke about the history of the city. Mm -hmm. uh, I say from the beginning to in, until today, because they, okay. there are some updating. Mm -hmm. And it's very, very interesting because I learn a lot of things about the city. Okay. Uh, for example, I uh, I say I, I read a lot of books, but I never know that Venice was the place where the pilgrims they depart from Venice to reach the um, Palestina, the Terra oh, Santa. Oh, you didn't know yeah. that. Oh, no, right. no, no. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> yes, to reach that. the Terra okay. Santa, and yeah, yeah. since uh, there was no advertising in Google or in internet, not that it was the departure. Yeah. They arrived. Uh, they arrived in Venice uh, about one, two months before the departure because okay. They, okay, the departure will be in spring. So probably but spring is three months long. Yeah. So they yeah. didn't know when so, in uh, spring. Also, the Venetian, they didn't know. Probably they decided one week before or something. But yeah, so, according to so the weather, want... to, to what they had to do with the ship and so yeah. on. Yeah, of course. So normally they arrived one, two months before. And what they do is to be tourists. Simple, okay. <laughs> very yeah, simple stuff. So there are people guiding. There are people explaining like we do on, on our period. Oh, right. <laughs> okay. Moment. So, well, the other day with... Uh, with um, uh, Luisella, I was saying that I read somewhere and I cannot remember where I read it because I, I needed to go back and find it. But Venice was the city that invite, invented the job of a tourist guide. Yeah, that's true. That's because true. Probably that's during this period, probably there was it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right. okay. That person offering services, uh, guiding in the city, also helping to find that place uh, or the other place Gosh. so it's it's very very interesting wow. and also it's um it speak about the the the, the gondolier no because uh -huh. we, now we are the gondolier we know that uh, tourist stuff yeah of course but on the past time it was not it like this of course no in the past time they were part of the family of the worker in the yeah. family it, it was a, a menial job as far as i know it wasn't a fancy glamorous uh, job like now still no. hard <laughs> but it was uh, like uh, you I mean because but we're talking about recently because um you know uh Ada the lady the admiral the arrived a book about yeah. Chiquetti was married to a gondolier and he was a gondolier until about the 60s 70s and mm -hmm. she told me that uh, he worked very hard but he wasn't glamorous at all he was taking people on board but he was also taking goods and Animals yeah. and stuff. It was Baggages. There were porters. Porters. Right. That's true because they normal when we had the, the station or when uh, the, the station of Venice, normally the people they moved by gondola to reach mm -hmm. St. Mark where there was the hotel. So it was not easy to yeah to row for 
that long ride yeah, with yeah, uh, luggages, person and that kind of stuff. Oh, of course. And then when the when we start having a water taxi, there would be a mm -hmm. big uh, uh, protest about that uh, from the gondolier because, you know, they, they, oh, wow. they lose that part of their job, you know, because of there was a motorboat that goes faster. They yeah. can take more more people than the gondolas, no? And so it's only in that, um, I say, in the last 30 years mm -hmm. that it became the job that now we know. Yeah. So it's not, it's, it's a tradition, but it's a tradition that uh, has changing during yeah. the, during the time. And I, I was reading somewhere years ago, that, for example, like uh, uh, we all know the iconic uh, shirts on stripes and ask any gondolier and everyone's got his own version of why it's like that. <laughs> but there isn't actually a real story as far as I know. Uh, but it turns out that they start wearing them in the 60s after the film with Alberto Sordi came out. Yeah, the one, the La Venezia, La Luna e Tu. <laughs> exactly, because it's back then that it kind of glamorized the, uh, you know, the job of the uh, gondolier. And so they start wearing these shirts like they did in the film. But before that, they just wore normal. There was a uniform, I remember, a black and white, no, a white uniform that was used in special occasion. Yeah. But otherwise, they were just dressing normally, you know. So it's really interesting how so many uh icon things yeah. of venice have actually fairly recent no no that's true that is uh, that is very interesting and also i not i um, when i was reading that book that i was suggesting you to read i also discovered that the fireworks of the redentore are pretty recent oh that one yeah. i didn't know yeah okay. um, they say 1978 I have oh. to check it out if it is okay. true or not. I think so. So these are pretty recent stuff. I was I was not imagining that it was coming from the time of the building of the church, but it was yeah. thinking about two centuries or something. Yeah. No. So the, the actual celebration now is being for centuries and centuries, but the actual yeah, yeah, yeah. Fireworks, the fireworks were show, quite recent. Huh. Yeah, it's just um, yeah, modern. <laughs> Well, it's a bit it's a bit like the carnival of venice i mean the, yeah. carnival, the carnival of venice as a carnival yes is centuries and centuries year long but the actual carnival as the idea of a carnival as we have from the you know in recent years is more like it was born in the 70s again yeah, you know and it lasted about 10 years and then uh, it became touristic so it's really interesting isn't it how people take for tradition something that maybe goes back only for a couple of generations that's true that's true. That's really and they go true. like, oh, no, no, we always done like this. So uh, if one here, uh, you so if we want here, we don't do the fireworks for any reason. So, ah, it's, we are breaking the tradition. tradition you are breaking yeah. a recent tradition. Exactly. It's like something from your maybe grandparents or something like yeah. that. Oh, that is so interesting. Okay. Any books that you're looking forward to read that are, you know, even, you know, they're coming out and you haven't had an uh, opportunity to see yet? Uh, yes, I Normally, I read a book uh, per month regarding Venice. So my next, okay. and, and always uh, you can find in my newsletter, but at the moment it's only in Italian. So you have to improve that stuff. Yes, uh, you do. Yes. And uh, I just uh, wrote some days ago a book about the family Stucchi. 
You oh, Stuki, that's interesting. They, are the, they were the owner of the Molino Stuki. Now, that uh -huh. now is a Tal Hilton on the Judeca Island. Yeah. And there is this book about the family. So I'm pretty. Oh, that, that <laughs> was going to be very interesting because I remember uh, last year, I think it was, I took this tour of a Judeca where I learned mm -hmm. about the film industry. But that's where they talked to us about the story of a Stuki family. And it's a very dramatic story. Yeah. Um... Uh, and very dramatic. And funny enough, very important history, story of a family and so on, but it's not been talked about too much. And it's incredible how much of the Stuki family had uh, such an importance for the Judeca Island and for Venice itself, but they don't talk so much about it. Uh, you know, typical Venetians, you know, they try to put under the carpet <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> you know, stories. Certain, okay. yeah, some stories. Yeah. yeah, that would be interesting. Well, maybe in the future, I can ask you for some more uh, information about this. Okay, now, since you are a travel consultant, let's talk about traveling to Venice. Uh, this uh, famous uh, tax that <laughs> allegedly is supposed to be coming to place on the 1st of January. So Romana, you got to know, guys, uh, it's always on the ball, as they say, because uh, whenever something like this happens, she's always, uh, you know, reading, calling uh, the uh, authorities, try to find out, you know, try to keep up to date. I usually, when I hear things like this, I just go like, well, oh yeah, <laughs> no, I just go like, yeah, well, let's wait and see. And I never believe it. I'm like St. Thomas's. I never believe it until I see it. Okay. Uh, because so many times in Venice, promises are made and then nothing happens. Um, so is it happening? And what do you think about it? Uh, okay, they will, as you say, they will start on the, at the beginning of the next year. And we have to say just uh, is just a tax for the people that are not sleeping in the city. So if okay. you book an hotel so, in Venice or in Mestre also, or in the Lido Island, sorry. Even for that. one night. Yes, and even the, for And all the night. islands like Murano, Burano, all the yeah, islands, let's yeah, say. Yeah, all the, all the part, Venice, Mestre, Lido Island. Uh, you have not to pay this tax because you already pay a city tax on the hotel, depending about uh, how the hotel is. So one star, two star, three stars, and also. Perfect. So, so as we aside, this is a tax only for day trippers. Yes, only for day trippers. And uh, so if you are coming just for a day, you have to book your, your, um, your presence in Venice. Yeah. You're arriving in Venice. Uh, there will be a sort of uh, yeah, um, booking of that. Uh, and uh, what will be happen is that you don't know how much you will paying because in, uh, the, the, the tax starts from 3 to 10 euros. Okay. OK, and it depends uh, how the municipality of Venice think the city will be full of people or not in the day okay. you are coming. So it depends on the capacity of a city. So if there are a lot of people already in, you pay a lot of money to yeah. have a privilege to get into the city. If a city is not so busy, they say, all right, come in for three euros. Yes, that normally, as we say, if you come in January where there is nobody in the city, yeah. <laughs> so you'll yeah. pay three euros. Okay. If you are coming in on the carnival period, for example, or during mm -hmm. the Biennale, probably you will pay 10 euros. Okay. The important stuff is that in any case, you are allowed to come in the city. So there will be no limits for that. Okay. okay? You can pay 10 euro, but it can come. A million of people can come. There is no limit for that. So okay, I'll stop you there. I'll stop you there. Yeah. So saying like this, and then we carry on. Saying like this, since this tax was supposed to be limiting the flux of people coming in, <laughs> it's not actually doing that, is it? 
Yeah, that's true. Yes, <laughs> it's because, the same question yeah. that yesterday I heard BBC uh, do to, to, to um, our Simone Venturini. Turini, the yeah. uh, councillor for tourism, yes. Yes, uh, so the answer was that they think that the people coming and paying 10 euro, they will be more conscious what, ah. what they are going to, to see. Okay. Probably some of them, they will try to come in a different day. Uh, okay, so what he's saying is that paying 10 euros is going to put off people from coming into Venice. Yeah. In a way. Okay, right. I have my doubts on that, but uh, okay. <laughs> right, never yeah, mind. Yeah, so for the end, right. the, the, for the say, if you come from the other part of the war, if you have to pay 10 or 5, uh, it, I think it doesn't matter so much. It doesn't interest you so much. Well, but it does if you start having a family of five or six. Because yes, uh, but you, it's just for one now. day. Yeah, ah, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, but course. it's just for one day. Is uh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, will yeah, yeah, take yeah, uh, yeah one ice yeah. cream less, but you will. Yeah, yeah of course. Seat, you know, yeah. but it's still uh, not going to limit the number of people. Okay. Yeah, the the, okay. the the probably the more affected by the, the people more affected will be the Italians that can yeah. decide where to come and where not because they are yeah. pretty close to the to the city itself. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. they were trying to do, and also it will be a sort of um, yeah contribution to the maintenance. Of the city itself, yeah. So like the but, city but, but, but same, they already have a tourist tax. Yeah. For that. Mm, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Right, that's okay. pretty true. Yeah. My concern, and I think also yours, are that uh, it's pretty complicated to yeah. catch all the people. So yeah. <laughs> so see, when see, you are so, in hotel at the yeah. checkout, you have to pay, or you have to yeah give the key back and so you have to pay the city tax yeah. uh, and since there are no gates for coming yeah. in the for, yeah. for... no gates and there are no police because even if, if something happens in venice very badly nowadays it's impossible to find a policeman so my question is how are they gonna check this no uh, they, you know. they 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 didn't they will not check so they just pick up some person and uh, ask for showing the receipt of the stuff My at God. the moment yeah they are uh, they are um, um, they will have a company that will do that mm -hmm. but i don't know how many people there will be on the, in this company how they do that stuff mm. uh, and is this going to be compulsory or they said it's going to be left to the goodwill of the people no, they say that you have to pay. Oh, it's compulsory. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. They say that you have to pay in any case. Uh, the, mm -hmm. the problem is how they will be controlling that because yeah. at the beginning, if you remember three years ago, four years ago. Yeah, they pulled those they, stupid yeah, gates. Yeah, no, they put, they tried to do that, but it was impossible. impossible. Yeah. And uh, the second uh, things that they, will, uh, they try to do is to have agreements with the transportation yeah. coming in Venice, for example, train. And yeah. they say, okay, you pay the ticket of the train, yeah. but and uh, with a surcharge, you plus, yeah, but with a surcharge, company, yeah. they say, no, we cannot do that. Exactly, it's illegal, yeah. Yeah, yeah. of course, of <laughs> a course. A job that we, not, we don't uh, want to do. Absolutely, in, in, it's got in, nothing in. to do with them. We shouldn't have to do it. Oh my God, that's another one of the things of Venice. We'll see, we'll see. Yeah. I'm yeah, very yeah, curious and I'm very also yeah, curious too. to see for us uh, locals, because of course, this tax also applies 
to the locals, not locals, locals, because the province of Venice, what we call now metropolitan city of Venice, doesn't pay. Or oh, is it the Veneto region? Was it the Veneto maybe? The Veneto people don't pay? Yeah, it will be the Veneto, but in particular days, Carnival, for example. They will. Yeah, they will probably. Okay. Yeah, because they say if you reach that number of people that they don't know at the moment, so we don't have this number in, in our mind, uh, you will pay the, the city tax. My question is, as usual, is for self-employed, because, of course, somebody that works in Venice as an employee can prove somebody is self-employed that has got a meeting with a client. How do I prove that? You know, think about it, and not just as guides and stuff, but even just a person that's got to go to a meeting in Venice is going for business, is not going for pleasure. He's got to pay 10 euros to gain. You know, it's uh, subtle. Very subtle, this thing. Oh, well, we'll see. We'll see. I'm gonna, uh, I was thinking of going to interview Mr. Venturini in the next few episodes. If oh. he's, uh, as, yeah, if he's going to agree, I got to. I have to ask him. I don't know if he's going to say yes. You know, he's still a small podcaster. You never know when he gets bigger. So what are your plans for the next uh, few weeks, then, Romana? Because we've got so many events coming up. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so September and October normally are very busy moment for a busy moment for the city, uh, because you know film festival is just finishing. But mm -hmm. uh, to, to, uh, today they presented the um, Glass Week. Yeah, in Milan and seventeenth is in Venice. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there will be Milan first and then Venice. And then at the end, there will be the cocktail week. So oh, yes. that I'm <laughs> yeah. going to interview in the next couple of days ah, as well. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah. So it will be very, very busy. So this season we work at, as, a, as me, as a, as a tour leader, we work a lot. We work a lot uh, in, uh, fortunately, because we <laughs> arrived yeah, after from two, two years. Yes. Yeah, yeah, after two years of not uh, working. So probably September, October, they will be quite busy. I will go to vacation also and a little a little vacation of one week. So I hope to come back and having already everything fully. already planned for October. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, fully recharged. But I this, think a lot of colleagues, yeah. they told me that probably the, we will work all year round because, oh, for example, yeah, I know, uh, you, uh, you know, I work also for the Orient Express train. Yes, you do. Yeah. And they are advertising in this day, and this is a news also for us, that they will do some journey Winter. during the, the Christmas time. Yeah. Oh, that's lovely. Oh, yeah, that's normally good. it finishes in the uh, middle of November, yeah. uh, um, but they are doing advertising for Christmas period. So, oh, you know, that's good. So yeah. try to bring people also during that period. Yeah, it could good. be nice, no? That's good. Right. Listen, Romana, where can people find you? if you need to book a tour because you do food tours but you also do um welcoming tours uh, um in introduction to the city tours uh, and you also help people planning their stay in venice where can people find you yes as in our website and social media yes they can find me on the website and on social media like rom in venice uh um, oh, so very easy rom in venice or one word Right? Yes, so Good. everything is under that name, so you can find all the information. And my suggestion for the people coming for the first time in the city is really to contact uh, me or other person, me first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, uh, living in the city, uh, living the city for one, two days, three days, four days, if you are able to stay, uh, you have to understand what you are visiting. And so yeah. I suggest you to, yeah, to ask information. 
uh, to ask questions, don't yeah. be in a rush, don't come just for one night, because in yeah. one night you cannot experience nothing. You exactly. can go to Venice, Las Vegas, it will be the same. Yeah. <laughs> just visit the main monuments, but the city is... Uh, have a lot of things more than St. Mark. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it, it, to do a lot of research before coming. Simple yeah. as that. Do, do research, ask questions, uh, because it, we are here for, for answering the, the, the question and be curious to learn yes. new things. Absolutely. Yeah. Also because there is so much to do in Venice. This podcast wants to do that, to try to show people how much it can be done here. Romena, thank you so much. Uh, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to call you for some other uh, episode to, to talk about a lot of other things relating to Venice. <laughs> Have a great uh, night because here this is, uh, we're nearly going to the evening here and uh, speak to you soon then. Thank you. Yes. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you, Romena, for being such a lovely guest and for all your insight on books and cinema in Venice. You can find uh, Romena at www.rominvenice.com and on all social medias at, at Rominvenice. Thank you again for listening. If you want to book a food tour or a cooking experience with me, you can find me on my blog www.monicacesarato.com or at cookingvenice.com and also on all social medias with the handle at Monica Cesarato and at cookingvenice. Feel free to leave a comment or write to info at monicacesarato.com for more information about the people featuring the podcast or Venice. Bye-bye! Sentire Media Hey, podcast producers and show hosts. Do you want to join a podcast network that celebrates all things Italian? At Sentiri Media, we understand the allure of Italy and its unique culture. Our devoted team of hosts and producers are all driven by their shared passion for Italy. And we work tirelessly to create the best lifestyle podcasts and content that will whisk you away to the very heart of Italy. With us, you can savor the mouth-watering flavors, get lost in the stories from the past, break down the cultural barriers, and truly immerse yourself in the vibrant traditions of this intoxicating country. If you have a great podcast idea or are already in production and would like to join Sentire Media, head over to sentiremedia.com, that's S-E-N-T-I-R-E media.com, and find out how to submit your show.